Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound to watch a bandit run. It's Wednesday, folks. Three dudes with a view. We're with you. Glad you're with us. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mr. York. All right, folks. Uh, Mr. York, you didn't know this, but um, at 745... 8, 845. Excuse me, 845. Uh, Governor Bill Lee is going to come on with us. Um for 10 minutes or till the end of the show uh he is running for re-election and uh so i thought maybe we might talk about though you know what each of us or maybe all of us want to ask governor lee keep in mind we're only going to have 10 minutes so uh we're not going to be able to cover a broad front but uh Mr. York, what what comes to mind that you would like to ask the governor? Now, before we, he does have a Democratic opponent. Uh, that's a who is that, Mr. York? Mr. Martin, Dr. Martin. Dr. Martin is his Democratic opponent. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Martin, you know, it's widely expected that Bill Lee will be reelected, as we are a majority Republican state now. Uh, although Dr. Martin, the Democrat, certainly will get some votes, uh, and there are some martin yard signs up in and around columbia so um it it, it it's a, it's a contested election but um probably not closely but that's just the way politics are in tennessee right now um uh, mr york what uh what comes to mind with, that you'd like to talk to governor lee about since uh there's like 25 states across the country that's uh, that basically lean toward the Trump uh, vote. I'd like to know how he's going to deal with crime. What's his plan to deal with the crime? Because Tennessee is also one of those states that's high in crime. So you'd ask him what what his what he envisions to What's do. What's his plan for crime reducing crime in the state of Tennessee? Yeah. Okay. That's something I think uh, he says that, you know, he's launching some new funds toward law enforcement. But what's the bottom line? What what are they going to what are they purchasing? What are they doing to to make our cities and streets across the state safe? Okay, I'm taking notes here just so when we do get the governor. What's he doing? Yeah, I'll try Mm -hmm. to keep it moving and and try to sort of synthesize what you guys come up with uh, Mm -hmm. and and. Or, or bring y'all in, uh, but with the constraints of time, it's I'm going to try to coordinate and keep things moving quickly. Clayton, what comes to mind you'd like to ask the governor? That's about? good. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about it yesterday, Delk. Um, when we found out we we're going to have Moan, I, I, impact fees. Yeah, you know, what what 
Murray County get a little help with that. You know, we got other counties around us that have it. Um, what can he do from the uh, from his office to maybe help uh, the legislature uh, somehow allow us to do it? So, uh, well, or maybe the way to rephrase that growth uh, and yeah, I mean, we're facing overwhelming growth. What can the state do to help us with infrastructure, roads, schools, bridges that we're going to need? You know, yeah. and we're going to need a lot of them. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, especially within the next eight years, for sure. You know, I think that's probably the top of my mind as far as a state issue. Now, I know we got a lot of fans out there who text us and get through to us in various ways. So if y'all got something you want us to ask the governor about, um, just let us know. Um, and, and let's think, and Mr. York, let's look back on Billy's first term. Um, what what do you recall as being controversial? Well, you know, the state's anti-abortion uh, law, he, he signed that, and then this this things with hill this thing with hill hilldale uh, college which seems to die down for right now yeah i've got uh, to say i heard a lot of talk about that and then nothing ever happened that i'm aware of well hillsdale pulled their application after the the larry Arn got up and said that teachers were the dumbest departments in education uh, the education department was the dumbest part of a college so a lot of school boards uh decided not to adhere to allowing a charter school to be in the area. Plus, uh, he's formed this commission that overrides local control. I I don't understand how we want states' rights in most southern cities. We want local control, but he uh, initiated this commission to override what a school board might do. That might be a good question to ask him. Why did he form that commission? And, but Mr. York, don't I recall that that override was limit, was very limited as to just a certain issue? Well, it's for charter schools, you know, and a lot of schools, uh, school boards say, well, we, we're we're able to maintain the schools that we got. We don't need another charter school that's driving money right. away from uh, the public school system. And, and the voucher, you know, he passed that voucher issue, too, which there's a big Republican scandal on that anyway. But it wasn't just a blanket ability to override a, a local school board. It, it had specifically to do with charter schools and vouchers. Well, it's kind of a blanket. You know, if the, if the school, if, if the state says or someone applies for an application in the state for a charter school and the school board says, well, we don't want that in our area, he can, his commission can override it totally. Right it, on that particular subject, but uh, you know they, they couldn't override them on you know what they do day to day, curriculum, schools, uh, faculty, uh, and that, that type. Uh, of thing. An, another issue is uh, right. down in Mason, Tennessee, where Blue Oval is developing land. Uh, the the governor uh, and his comptroller took over that that little city, Mason after they found fraud and illegalities when the other administration was in there and the president administration was trying to get it above board and they still have control of con- control of that city 
when they're trying to do what's right. Now, the other uh, administration was totally Caucasian, and now this is a black group uh, of leadership, and they're in the process of an election this this term anyway. But uh, the comptroller took it over after all the fraud was done by the other group. Okay, I'm totally lost. I'm totally Mason, lost on Mason that is one. The, Mason is the area where Ford's building a gigantic plant. It's within, right, right. within three miles, and the the citizenry is predominantly African American, and they want to control the city. And it looks like the state is trying to take control of the city away from them. There's a lot of money to be made. You see. All right, Mr. York, I am just not familiar. Um, yeah. With with what you're talking about, Mason is a very small town out there in yes, West Tennessee. Very small town, yeah. And it's uh, right going to be right next to the new Ford plant, right? Right, right. And so, what what did they what did they do in anticipation of the Ford plant? Well, there was previously a Caucasian administration that it got into a lot of fraud and wouldn't pay bills and stuff like that, and then they all resigned, and then predominantly black uh, officials took over and then the comptroller comes in after the fact and wants to control the city and want to tell them how to spend the money. At one time they levied no more than $100 could be spent. But they're trying to organize and pay off the bills and had set up a plan and everything. And it was just, just crazy that they'd come in after the fact when people embezzled money and stole money. Uh, they didn't do a thing. But now they want to control that city because it's close to Oval Plant where a lot of money can be made, uh, buildings, shops, and what have you. You know, that, that a lot of people going to move in. I Yeah, Mr. York, I'm just not familiar with that situation at all. Uh, maybe somebody out there listening is and can can help clarify what's going on there. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just not familiar with that situation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to mention that, but but I was just mentioning it because it is a it's it's an issue right now. Well, I mean, it sounds unusual. Mason. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, it's a, there's something going on there. It's hard hard to say. Clayton, what what do you think are the um, either the the achievements or the controversies of Bill Lee's first four years? Well, I mean, he had to deal with COVID, which is. You know, any governor, any elected official that had to go through that. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Um, but I mean, obviously that that was a big piece of his first term is um, having to get the state through uh, that situation. And um, you know, I, I I really don't have a opinion negative or positive one way or the other on uh how things went under his leadership during the covid crisis because he ultimately left it up to the county mayors to decide what they wanted to do for each individual county uh, they were all over the place clayton they were i mean everybody kind of did their own thing uh you so, know so you might ask him what would he do differently yeah if perhaps there was another, if there was another covid crisis okay let me write that down. Yeah, I mean that that's that that's a good question. I mean, now that you've had time to reflect, I mean what if you could do anything different, what would it be and and, and what would you do different? And uh, 
Yeah, that's a good question, Mr. York. I, I hope he's not like the Surgeon General over in Florida. He's telling everybody don't get the boosters. <laughs> well, I, you know, um, my, my own doctor, Mr. York, and I, I don't don't take medical advice from me, and sure don't take medical advice from what I say my doctor said because I might get it wrong. But uh, uh, my own doctor said that the the booster or the shot itself is totally ineffective against Omicron, which, uh, and so he said, you know, get it if you want to, uh, but it, it's not going to help you with Omicron. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's his opinion. That's his practice, his advice. Uh, he didn't say don't get the shot. He said, you know, if, if it makes you feel better, you want to get it, go get it. But he said, I'm not seeing any results. Uh, at all as against the Omicron version of the COVID virus. Uh, it's kind of, kind of like I never took the flu shot until this this coronavirus came around, and now I'm taking flu shot and whatever boosters I can get. I'm trying to prolong past 76, man. Yeah, I, I get it. Well, I mean, he didn't he didn't say don't do it. You know, he said if it if that makes you feel more secure and, and you want to get it it's it's not going to hurt you you know uh and uh uh he said that they're they're working on a version of the uh shot that does uh address omicron but i don't think that's out yet uh, not that i'm well, aware of uh, yeah. well i hope i don't die of omicron but I, I might get hit by a bus or something but i don't want to die from covid no no and he, he also said though that you know he's He's not seen any really serious cases of Omicron. You know, it's, it's sort of like the flu. Uh, well, everybody's just got, you know, mass uh, immunity, herd immunity by now. Yeah, but I mean, I get it. You just, you don't want to risk it. I mean, that's, that's, that, that's, uh, understand. All right, let's take a break and come back. Parks Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality, new, and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory-certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her 
sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Most chronic back problems are caused by compression from the disc becoming thinner and bulging as we get older. All we have to do is treat the disc by gently decompressing the spine. You may not have to rely on dangerous drugs, risky injections, and often unnecessary surgeries. If you are experiencing neck, back, hip, or leg pain, it's likely we can help you. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Estate Plan Stan, and I'm hosting a free estate planning seminar on Saturday, October 15th at 10 a.m. right here in Columbia at the Memorial Building. We will talk about wills, trusts, and how to protect your life savings from the high cost of the nursing home. If estate planning is still on your to-do list, don't miss this free event in Columbia. Join me on Saturday, October 15th. Call 931-363-7222 to RSVP or visit estateplanstand.com. And I am Estate Plan Stan. He's bound to die, it up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch our bandit run. Wednesday edition of Three Dudes with a View. I am dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Del. I just want to confirm this is not a pink sports coat. This is a crimson sports coat. Hey, only a real man can wear pink. Now. That's right. But I'm just, I, but okay. I, I'm, I'm just saying it's not pink. Okay. He, get, right. he getting on you. He getting on you, Clayton. No, but I remember the last time I wore this. I think you asked me if it was pink, and I said no. It, this is <laughs> this is crimson, so it's a special week. It's crimson. All right, all right. Just and, gonna throw it out there. Just all right, get, get and in. Mr. Jim York. Good Dude. morning, Delk and Clayton. Good morning, Good morning. world. Good morning, Miss York. Now, remember, folks. I mean. None of the three of us are, 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 you know, just died in the wool, big orange fans. But 
Uh, a whole lot of people around here are. No, yeah. And uh, I mean the excitement that's building toward this game on Saturday between uh, Alabama and the University of Tennessee, undefeated University of Tennessee at this point. Uh, the excitement is unbelievable. What what time is the kickoff in that game? 2.30. 2.30 in the afternoon, and it will actually be the – uh, on this station, the Alabama broadcast of the game uh, can be heard. And then on our sister station, WKRM 103.7, the uh, University of Tennessee with uh, what, Bob Kessler? Bob Kessling, yes, sir. Bob Kessling, will, uh, you can hear it. So depending on the perspective you'd like to hear, whether it's uh, Rai UT or Rai Alabama, you can tune in to one station or the other if you want to get both perspectives you can toggle back and forth you know well and, and they, got, they got people buying orange charcoal and cooking orange hamburgers well on, you know and speaking of which though i did hear mr york and i announced this yesterday that sheriff bucky Rowland is conducting a uh fundraiser for the sheriff's children's fund the uh, you uh, you can buy uh, go out to the jail and buy from Sheriff Roll for only fifty dollars an orange jumpsuit that you can wear to the game or just wear in your living room as you watch the game. Uh, you can you got your choice of solid orange or orange and white stripes, whatever suits your fancy. And you can eat what you want. You won't get grits and bacon. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling y'all. Here's the thing: if they win Saturday, it's gonna be it'll just be mayhem. Oh, if they lose Saturday, it's not gonna be good. I mean, so either way, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be wild, and I expect a very good ball game. I think it's gonna be a very very good. Bryce Young should be playing again, though, Clay. He is, and and that's big. That that. I'm telling you right now, if he's not playing, I'm not feeling that confident about this game. But uh, the fact that he is going to play makes me feel much better. So, Okay. Uh, y'all, Governor Bill Lee is going to be on with us here in a few minutes, about a quarter of nine. And we've been discussing. We won't have long, so I doubt we'll get to everything. Um, but he is, of course, up for re-election. Uh, and I'm sorry, Mr. It's Dr. Scott. Is that not? Dr. Martin. Dr. Martin. He's a, a, is he a medical doctor from Nashville? Yeah. Yeah. He's a medical doctor. Okay. And, uh, by all counts, a, a very nice fellow. Uh, and, uh, uh, but we are in a very heavily Republican s- state. So, uh, I would say that, uh, it's more likely that University of Tennessee is going to beat Alabama than it is that Bill Lee would lose or Dr. Martin would win for governor. So it's just the way the way it is these days. But uh, Bill Lee's going to be on at eight forty-five. We've been talking about you know what we might like to speak with him about, and we won't have much time, so we won't get to all of this. But uh, the things so far that we've got or his plan for reducing crime going forward into his second term, uh, impact fees and growth, infrastructure to support growth, roads, schools, bridges, uh, was the second topic we came up with. What could the state do to help us with that going forward into his second term? Uh, Number three, his vision for public schools going forward into his second term and how that might or might not include vouchers, charter schools, that type of thing. 
And number four, what would he do differently if uh, COVID pandemic happened happened again? Uh, and Mr. York, Scott Specky weighed in with a text to me on a couple of things that you talked about. He said uh, the commission the commission does deal with charter schools. Commission you were talking about that might be able to the state commission that might be able to override a uh, school board decision. And he says they they have to come to to the district and perform town halls to listen to the people before they can do anything. And he also said recently the commission has been uh, most often turning down charters and agreeing with the local school boards. So there's that. Uh, yeah, we had one Republican voted against the charter in his district. Okay. But the others were turned down by the school boards themselves. Right, but what he's saying is most recently the, the commission has been not overriding but agreeing with the school board. Um, and so the override's not been an issue. Um and then uh, addressing what's going on at Mason, uh, it, it, it seems the comptroller came in and did an audit, and I, I assume that audit would include records from the old administration and the new administration. But he said local control is still there at Mason. Uh, it's just that the, over, the comptroller is, is helping them get things back together and get things in order. Uh, so it's a difference of perspective, I think, but uh, it, it's it's more more that the comptrollers, you know, they they realize they had a they inherited a mess, and they're trying to untangle it, and the comptroller is trying to assist them in uh, getting the mess cleaned up. But the only problem with that, Dell, comptroller probably knew there was fraud and. and and things going on way before those folks resigned. He didn't do anything. He came to the game late, you know? Well, I assume that when the comptroller knew there was a problem is when the comptroller did an audit. So, you know, the timing of that, I don't know, but uh, that's when they the audit is what triggered. Uh, yeah, when all those folks start resigning, then they do an audit, you know? He suggested they might have, should have done an audit earlier. Should have done it way earlier. I mean, well, came hi- way late to the game, you know. In hindsight, that's true. They, of they weren't paying their bills, and, and and I knew that that was going around. So they should have done an in-depth investigation, find out and catch the catch the culprits while they were in office, rather than let them get out of office and then penalize other people. Yep. In hindsight, of course, that's true. Uh, but hindsight's always pretty good, you know. <laughs> What else is going on? Is, is there anything else anybody wants? To, that, that's a pretty good list, and we're not going to be able to get to all of that by far. Yeah, uh, we, we, we probably don't want to mention any college football to the governor. He's an Auburn guy, so just FYI. <laughs> just, just FYI. He's not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, he he probably didn't want to talk about college football a whole lot this year. So. All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Auburn's having a tough year. I get Clayton. Can you get what is it? Tulsi Gabbard? Yes. Now, I, you know, I, I hate it when the Democrats and the media tried to make uh, Liz Cheney our spokesperson, because she certainly wasn't. And uh, 
Tulsi Gabbard is certainly not the spokesperson for the Democratic Party, not at all. Uh, and obviously she doesn't feel comfortable there, and she's really not a Democrat. Um, but, you know, what she, what she managed to do is to articulate, uh, and Clayton, I don't know if you can pull it up and tell us, she she managed to articulate uh, everything I and many others have been trying to say about the Democratic Party in a crystal clear fashion. Which and, is not true. Well... <laughs> You know, she had tendencies to supporting Russia also. You know, there was, uh, I don't think there was an investigation, but during Trump's uh, cohort with Putin, she was leaning towards supporting Putin. So, you know, there's some mixed things going on in her life. Nobody knows about that. How was she supporting Putin or leaning towards Putin? Well, her comments and and her, her, her position seemed to support the Russia, you know, and and that that was a question that a lot of Democrats had about her anyway before she lost her position. Well, first of all, I I don't think that's true. Uh, Now, one of the things, and I was hoping Clay could find that lengthy statement she made, the full statement, Uh, one of the things that she accuses, uh, that she accuses uh, the Democrats are doing is is drawing us into a possible nuclear war with Russia. Uh, yeah, I, I have a statement if you want it. Yeah. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard okay. says that she can no longer remain in today's Democrat Party. Uh, it's now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness. Gabbard additionally accused the party of stoking anti-white racism, being uh, contemptuous uh, towards religion and police and driving the country closer to nuclear war. Um, Gabbard, Gabbard was first elected to her native state of Hawaii's legislature in 2002 as a Democrat at the age of 21 and has identified as a Democrat ever since. And, uh, yeah, she became the first Hindu and one of the first two female combat veterans elected to Congress in 2012. What's what's anti-white racism, Clayton? I don't understand that statement. Uh, Miss York, I've been talking about it for two years now. I mean, we get these people on, like Stacey Abrams, for instance, is clearly a racist. Stacey Abrams has no power. Racism deals with having power to control. Stacey Abrams well, if, is not if, an elected official. She's well, she's trying to be one, and she clearly would govern as a racist. She hates white she people. Govern. She hates white people, that's, Mr. York. That's an, that that's is an apparent. That's All you got to do apparent. is listen to her. She hates white people. Oh man, you got you you full and of it. The list morning. just goes on and on of Democrats, and what's even worse is there are a whole number of Democrats who are white who, because of self-loathing and white guilt, so, hate so white they people. Hate, like like Herschel Walker hates himself. Huh? I guess same same. Huh? I don't think I don't think Herschel Walker <laughs> is a racist or hates himself. Uh, Seems like a pretty good guy to me. What? I think I think he's going to win. I think he's going to win. Where's your moral? Pride. <laughs> I mean, this is—he's I mean, going to beat the guy who ran over his wife's foot with about. his car. Did, did you heard about that? Raphael Warnock's wife coming out saying that you know 
he intentionally ran over her foot. This is back when he first got elected to con- uh, to the Senate. Uh, Warnock ran over his wife's foot. Yeah, it, Nobody's heard. Nobody's there, heard. There is there's a got to bo- be some made up stuff. There's play. a bo- there's a body cam for where the police did the police report and they're interviewing his wife. Yeah. Okay. It's true. I mean, don't, they, did, they did it. And he did it intentionally. Well, yeah, she, I know. you know. Well, I mean, she. I mean, it was his wife. Well, Clayton, she should have cooked him over she, easy. You know, if, if she was standing too close to the car, yeah, foot got run over. You know, she should have cooked him over easy. She she said that he's a great actor, and that what they were seeing when the, they were interviewing him was nothing more than him acting. The and, wife said that yes. about her husband. Yes, and this is back so, when he. This uh, this is back in that, twenty twenty. That, and true. there are no divorce that's lawyers involved. Again, well, what, th- is, what w- is Herschel Walker doing? Is he acting or he doesn't have the intelligence? Herschel Walker is just a very straightforward, nice what? guy. Nice? Uh, yeah. Nice? Yeah. Calling for abortions? Talking about he didn't know the woman that whole party had abortion? Is. And she's got a 10-year-old son by him? It uh, was the second time she got pregnant? That ought to help him get some Democrat votes. What? You what? know. What? Scott what? Scott Dejelay, I don't know. Man. I don't know what the hell Scott Dejelay did. Or, have some sense of decency, my man. Uh, oh, yeah, Democrats only talk about decency when they're accusing Republicans. Period. Lord, let's talk about the crap that goes on here on party. And then Kel, you say, we, we can jump to Kelsey in 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 your state senate that's indicted for fraud and and money laundering. A Who's sitting the, senator in the state of Tennessee. A state, a state senator, Senator Kelsey. I, I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything about it. Is that that part of that uh, that investigation that involved oh, what's his name from Williamson we, County? We, uh, we are we are raped by by dirty politicians in the state of Tennessee. Raped by. Uh, that's just not true. I mean, we've got better, good, honest government. Uh, than we've had in years, Lord. I'm on Governor Lee's Save Belt this morning. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I ran into some of the old Nafee people, and, uh, and the Nafee people, you know, who was Jimmy Nafee was the Speaker of the House of Representatives and, and very powerful in Tennessee. And I was just, you know, I ran into some of his old people who worked for him, but I just, I had forgotten how corrupt, filthy, slimy, Nafee and that Democratic cabal that ran the state at that time That's was. That's 40 years ago. No, yep. it wasn't 40 years ago. We got ago. Andy Ogles that you described the same way, Slytherin. Uh, let me be very clear. <laughs> I support the Republican nominee, and I do not want Nancy. I do not want Nancy Pelosi to continue to be the Speaker of the House. Well, I'm sorry. Andy Ogle is the Republican nominee, and I wholeheartedly and support him lose big. in every way. All right, let's take a break and come back. Bill Lee's going to be on, the governor. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Let's talk custom design jewelry. Did you know Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia creates custom design jewelry and has been for over 30 years? From one-of-a-kind engagement rings to wedding bands and so much more. We want each piece to be as unique as you are and create a family heirloom for tomorrow. Call today and make an appointment with one of our designers. And just for calling, you will receive a free 30-minute consultation. Tillis Jewelry, creating custom jewelry proudly in Tennessee. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. And they never heard from him again. Now that's scary. But listen to this one. It was a dark and dreary night. The man pulled into the convenience store parking lot. The lights flickered as he crept toward the counter and saw the new Halloween jumbo box. But he left without buying one, missing his chance at $75,000. That's terrifying. I know, right? Scare up some fun this season with a new Halloween jumbo box. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Paul has risen. Soon I will satisfy my thirst for a win. And there is only one way to do it. By playing the new October Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Fly by your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer for some instant fun. I'll meet you there. You can count on it. (laughs) With October Instant Games, you could sink your teeth into top prizes of up to $500,000. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Get ready for cold weather with Hiller's Happy HVAC Comfort Bundle. Keep your family warm inside and out. Bundle an HVAC replacement system with a germicidal UV light and an extended 10-year warranty, and we'll include a free solo stove. Or get a free solo stove when you buy a whole home generator or water filtration and descaler. Plus, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 12 months. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Okay, folks, we are back. Three dudes with a view. I'm going to delay introductions this time around because the governor's going to be on with us in just a minute. 
I'm going to introduce us all again. But at any rate, I'm Del Kennedy. And uh, once again this morning, I had a Tesla plugged up in my driveway. Uh, the uh, My daughter did come by yesterday, though, and, and took me over to... Uh, we, we rode in the Tesla over to Omega's for lunch. We had a delicious lunch. Uh, but as we had not only the... It's the Tesla, the boyfriend's car. Uh, my daughter's also keeping the boyfriend's dog, and the boyfriend's dog was with us. And so, you know, by noon yesterday, it was pretty hot out, and the sun was shining, and the dog was with us, and the my daughter left the dog in the car. And I looked back, and the dog was in the car, and the windows were rolled all the way up. And I said, uh, have we got the governor on? Can you hear me? Governor Bill Lee, this is Del yes, Kennedy. Can you... Yeah. Good morning, Governor. How are you? I'm good. How y'all doing? We're doing fine. Governor, I'll introduce you around. The, the show is Three Dudes with a View. I'm dude number three, a Republican, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, a Republican. Good morning, Governor. And dude number one, Mr. Morning, Jim Governor. York, a Democrat. Good morning, Governor. And uh, morning, so, Governor Lee, you are up for re-election. Um what what do you think uh, are the what are you proudest of in your first term? What do you hope to accomplish in your second, if elected? Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me on. By the way, glad to have I, you. Uh, yeah. I. Um, you know, we have we've worked really hard, Maria and I. <laughs> we pray every day to ask God to give us wisdom on how to how to serve. And the last four years, it's been it's been the highest honor of my life to do it. And we've, we focused on things that I thought were important. Um, when I ran for office, I said people want a good job and a good school for their kid in a safe neighborhood. And, you know, we have, we have attracted 70,000 jobs in this state. We have the number one fastest growing economy of all states in America right now. Uh, that That's just opportunity. That is an opportunity for people to, find the jobs they need and I, I spent so that good jobs good schools you know, I've been very focused on public education um, on uh, school options for parents but heavily focused on vocational and technical and agricultural education with the with the give act and the uh, the investment in colleges of technology and I just believe skilled tradespeople are the key to the future uh, in part along with our traditional education system. And then, um, you know, safe neighborhoods. We just unrolled a $100 million violent crime intervention grant fund yesterday because uh, we cannot allow the crime that's happening all across this country to happen and continue to happen in Tennessee. And that, you know, supporting law enforcement is the uh, greatest strategy to keep that from happening. So, We've done a lot of great things. We have a lot of work yet to do. I, I think we we have some serious need to invest in infrastructure in this state. When you're one of the fastest growing states in the country, you better be staying ahead of it with infrastructure investment, and we're doing that. But we're planning in a greater way to do that. And then uh, I'll say the other thing we need to work on, states with the workers will win the economic uh, race in the years ahead and we need workforce development and we've started but we got double down on that there you go and governor uh before you came on the first part of the show we just went around the room uh talking to each other as to what 
we might want to ask you, just brainstorming, and you've already touched on uh, at least, I think, three of them here. Let me tell you real quick what they are. Uh, one, uh, reducing crime in Tennessee. Wanted to ask you about that, too. Uh, we are particularly affected here in southern middle Tennessee and Murray County by explosive growth. I mean, we're the, we're the it county, number one county for growth, and we're a little bit freaked out uh, as to how we're going to get the schools, roads, and bridges, uh, and particularly as we don't have impact fees. Uh, so you've already touched on that. but uh, And then three, uh, your vision for public schools uh, going forward in the state of Tennessee and uh, whether or not that includes vouchers and charter schools, but not to get too deep into vouchers and charter, just what's your vision for public schools? And last, uh, what would you do differently if COVID uh, uh, happened again? So jump in there anywhere you want. I think the number one issue in our state rep races down here has been growth, uh, the need for an impact fee, uh, and the road, schools, and bridges they're going to take to uh, to accommodate the growth that's happening and that's coming. And the problem is, Murray County, we, we've got to do this growth with the tax base that we have, not the tax base we're going to have. And that's a problem. Just so Yeah, that, that's uh, it's kind of a good problem, but you're right. It's a problem. Um, you know, we want to have a fast-growing economy. We want to have growth. Um because what that means is it just changes the lives of people in your community. I, and I've always, you know, I'm a big rural county guy who believes that people that live in a rural community, if they want to stay there, they ought to be able to. And there ought to be enough opportunity there for it to happen. Certainly Murray County is a, a it's a changing county. For, I mean, it yes, looks sir. nothing like it did, you know, when I was a kid. And Yes, sir. And that's there's just a lot of growth and a lot of opportunity. And I, I did say I did mention it, but I'll tell you, um, from a state's perspective, we've got to be able to support locally what's happening in a community. Yeah, you gotta you've got to figure out your own local tax structure and your your fee structure for uh, expansion of schools, et cetera. But we, as the state have a big role to play in that we we've got to provide for example um broadband for every rural county across this state we have an obligation to get it out there and so that so that economic opportunity and growth can happen we've got to invest in state highways uh in the state-run highways and bridges and and roads that are going through that community you're going to hear a lot from me in the next year, even in the next months, about how it is that we should be investing in, particularly in in highway infrastructure, in order to accommodate the growth that is coming to our state. If we don't, if we don't pay attention, it's going to get ahead of us. And uh, we're, I've I've traveled to some of the high growth states in this country in the last year: Texas, Florida, Arizona. North Carolina, Georgia, to look at what they're doing and how they stayed ahead of, in some cases not stayed ahead, but how they stayed ahead of the growth and the congestion and the infrastructure. 
that's what we got to be focused on. And you're going to be hearing me talk a lot about that. And, and, and it's going to take coordination with communities like Murray County to get it done. Wow. What about uh, public schools? What's, uh, what's your vision for that in your second term? You know, if we don't, I mean, if you care about the future of Tennessee, you, you got, you got to be focused on schools and, and if you're, if you're focused on, and, and let me just say mostly, you got to be focused on kids. This is about the next generation of Tennesseans, how we develop a education system that uh, provides them the best opportunity to become successful. The vast majority of our kids are educated in our public school system. We need to have investments in public schools that, move us up the ladder in our outcomes in public schools. We just, we just invested the largest amount in the state's history. We put a billion dollars in our public school systems across the state, a billion additional dollars. And we, and we didn't, you know, one of the things I said is we can spend a billion more dollars on public schools, but we ought not to spend it until we have a formula for distributing it. That's smart. Like just, putting more money into a bad system. And most everyone agreed that the old funding formula we had was a bad one. So we revamped the funding formula to make it modern and make it work for the future of Tennessee. Very, uh, you know, had bipartisan support, very, very difficult thing to get done, but very important to get it done. And, and then we put a billion dollars that would be distributed to schools. Every school district gets more money. Um, we can we can continue to invest, and you know uh, we we need to continue to invest in our educators, our teachers. We have we have incredible teachers all over the state, but we need to attract more. We need to build our own. We we have the only federally approved teacher apprenticeship program in America. We just rolled it out last year. It's called Grow Your Own. We've got brilliant kids all across our classrooms that we need them to become teachers and add to the uh, cadre of teaching professionals that we have that, that are called into this profession, but it, it's really, really important. So investing in that, and then I am a, uh, I'm a strong believer that in choices for kids, I think whenever a parent has an option about what kind of school their kid can go to, they know best what their kid needs. And when children have options, they're likely to find the best fit for them and their individual giftings. And uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's all about kids. There you go. Mr. York wanted to know about, you know, addressing crime. Uh, you mentioned a, a new program uh, that you've just initiated, I think. Can you tell me about that and more about how you might address crime in your second term? Yeah, I think uh, two things about crime and I, uh, I'll say this again. I've said it before. Um, when you think about crime in America and you think about crime in Tennessee, if you don't think about what's happening in our southern border, then you're not thinking about what's the, what are some of the root causes of crime. People look around and say, why is the crime going up so high in the last couple of years in this country? Well, it, behind most violent crime is drugs. And behind drugs are drug cartels and, and gangs and organized crime, and we have a border that has an open flow of organized drug traffic pouring into this country. So I'll, 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 that's a side note. 
we have crime in this state. I believe that investing in law enforcement is one of the most important things we can do. We put 100 new troopers in the budget last year. I bet you see that we do something similar again this year. We have we put $30 million in a recruitment fund to get folks, and I did videos and started recruiting law enforcement officials from some of these states that don't appreciate them and tell them, hey, we, we love you here. We'd like you to come, and it's working. Uh, we're, we're investing in – we put about $25 million bucks in supplemental training uh, grants for police departments and sheriff's departments that struggle to have the funding they need to do the training for their people. And, and then we announced yesterday this $100 million grant fund. It's for, you know, sheriff's departments and police departments in every city and every county. They can make a request for these dollars and use them in the way they see fit for their community that addresses violent crime. We, this can never stop. Like, we have got to continue to look at innovative ways to invest in strengthening our public safety efforts. And, um, I mean, we got to do it. That's it. You, you know, go. when people think about what matters, they, they want to live in a safe neighborhood. They expect to be able to live in a safe community, and we have an obligation to provide that. Governor, we are coming up at, to the end of our show. We, we This show ends at 9 o'clock, and so we're coming up on a, a hard break. But I'll let you just close out by, by just summing up what you want to do. you got about 30, 40 seconds here. Summing up what you want to do in your second term. Well, I appreciate you having me on, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk on, about what we've done and what we want to do. You know, I, um, I, I've said, and we'll say it over and over, it's the highest honor I have to serve as governor. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity that Tennesseans have given me and Maria to do this job. And we, we believe in this state. We believe in the people of this state. We love them, and we want to continue to serve them, and we're asking people to give us another opportunity. Governor, thank you so much. You're hearing the young bloods sing. Come on, people! Now let's all get together and try to get along. Normally, Miss York and Clayton and I, uh, you know, we mix it up pretty hard, and uh, so we try to make peace at the end. But Governor, come back anytime. Uh, enjoyed having you. Thank you, sir. Have a good day, Governor. All right, folks.